This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode one of Epic Ordinary Lives, the podcast that seeks to find the common ground in the path that we're all walking, because each individual person is both ordinary as well as having the potential for an epic life, an epic hero's journey. This week, I talked to the family behind Mayday Brewery. Mayday Brewery is located a half mile from the square in Murfreesboro and was founded in 2012 by Ozzie Nelson. Mayday is the first and only brewery in Murfreesboro and it's open to the public for pints and fun five days a week and distributes their beer in the Middle Tennessee area. Ozzie and his two daughters, Ashley and Kelsey, work to make Mayday the place to be and the beer to drink here in town. To put it plain and simple, Mayday offers beer, hugs, and rock and roll. This was a roaring conversation that I truly enjoyed, and I hope you will too. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Mayday Brewery. I am sitting with the head honchos of the great Mayday Brewery, Murfreesboro's first brewery. Who are y'all? I'm Ozzy. I'm the man. The main man, the head honcho himself. <laughs> yes, I make the big decisions and pay all the money. I am Kelsey. I'm the head brewer here. And I am Ashley, and I do all the bar managing and uh, bookkeeping. And it should be noted that this is a family affair, right? You were both the daughters of Ozzy, the, the founder and the creator of Mayday. And I think that's a good place to start. We don't have to go super deep on it, but how did you come up with the idea for Mayday? Well, I, I've always wanted to do be something more than what I was doing in corporate America. So I thought beer would be a good vehicle for that. My friends said, hey, you could start a brewery. And I said, you know, that cost a lot of money. And I was right. But I started the brewery, and uh, it's, been, it's been worth it, even though with, the, with the, all the friendships and people that I've met has, have been just terrific. So It's definitely a community vibe here. I came on a Saturday night, and it's a big space. So it offers the ability for multiple folks to hang out in different sections of it. But what makes this place kind of special, too, is, again, the fact that you are a family running this together. So what, from all of you, is it like to be together, to be a family, but also to be essentially business partners? Well, let me give you a little background. Ashley just started this year, 2016. And Kelsey started back in 2015. So we were had been open for three years prior to them coming on board. I have multiple head brewers and multiple people that did our bookkeeping uh, before them. But life is for me has gotten a lot better in most ways uh, since they came on. 
Kelsey started doing bookkeeping and, and that kind of thing and then moved transition to head brewer because she has a biology background. So that seemed like a good fit. And so we've only been in this configuration about eight months or so. Uh, yeah. When before Ashley came on, right after I started, we definitely had had our our moments, uh, a lot of tears and, and yelling at each other. <laughs> And I think that's made us very stronger. We've had a, a better relationship because of that. At the end of the day, you know, we're still on the same team and we still, you know, have to see each other at Christmas and stuff like that. So you can't say just anything and we kind of know how to handle each other. Once Ashley came on, she definitely balances, balances us. She's very organized and so that kind of kept us you know, on the right track. And my main passion is is just beer. I just want to make beer and create beer. It's a really good fit for us right now. I know I'm really enjoying this work environment that we have, family dynamic. It's, it's fun. Yeah, I think that it is fun. It's a lot of fun bouncing back to what Kelsey said. I think that a lot of times, not a lot, but some of the time it can be really tough to work with your family, but we all kind of know how to talk to each other, and that's kind of the good part about family is, also, you know that they're not gonna fire you, so if you really <laughs> screw up, you don't have to worry about being fired. Actually, Dad's tried to fire me several times uh, in the past two years, and I don't really have anything else to do, and nowhere better to be, so I just keep showing up, and, um, and for a while I was doing the payroll, so you know it's hard to fire me, because I would just keep showing up and keep paying myself. And, and we, we made it through. <laughs> Another in point that we have to make is Kelsey and I live in the same house. So that is, we, we bring it home. And it, that's not always uh, fun. Sometimes it is. He likes to say this to ruin my dating life. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> it doesn't do anything for mine, man. Truly no escape. Truly, truly no escape whatsoever. One of the things that you talked about, anytime I think about groups, teams, and you, you mentioned the word team, but I think that pain is one of the things, stress, going through stuff is one of those things that it's almost like a cheat code for human beings. When you go through stuff together, that is how you get closer often. It is not in the peaceful, painless, blissful moments, but it is in the very stress that creates that cohesive unit. So I, I think that's a great place to be. We have plenty of stress. You can talk <laughs> to Ashley about stress. Whoever is paying the bills, they have stress. For sure. Paying the bills is very stressful, for sure. Probably the most stressful, actually. Well, it sucks sometimes. That's a question. One of the things that y'all mentioned, we've been harping on the challenges of that. What are, because some people might be listening and thinking they too have their friends saying, hey man, you should start a brewery or I want to start a whatever, fill in the blank. So what are the biggest challenges in doing something like this? We kind of have a running joke at Mayday that if you start hanging out at Mayday, participating a lot, that you will get divorced, um, which is not like something I really want to brag about or anything. It just seems to be that people that get involved here, like 
to be involved here it is really your your first priority and for some people that means you know sacrificing time at home and stuff like that so we definitely don't want that to happen but we're just all really committed to the cause and you find a lot of friendships here and you want to be with these people you know there's i've had made a lot of uh, true friends here you have to be committed to everything you do to work like crazy and not get paid for it and work some more and keep loving the people that's what we do that's what we that's our core value you love the people that come in then you'll treat them right then you'll do what's right by them and maybe you keep doing that then you'll have enough customers so that you'll make some money but don't expect it from day one for sure you got to pay a lot of taxes before you make any money well, and it does seem like there's a fierce loyalty to the people that do come here. Regardless of the challenges that have been required to create this community, it really does seem like a place that people come. And I, I've been here several times in the last month, and I see a lot of regulars. I see a lot of people that even since I had gone on the tour, I saw people that I recognized. The tour is one of the main aspects of, of the weekend options that you guys offer and it's pretty wacky, and I think it changed my life in small ways and large ways forever. So, without revealing or perhaps spoiler alert, we don't have what, however you want to handle that. But the tour is special. I've been on other brewery tours. How did you come up with the idea, the concept, the the way you do it? Well, the first thing that I try to do is don't do what other people do. So it's kind of a it's an evolution. Every tour is different. So I, uh, when I started the tour, I wanted to make it interesting. And, and at that point in time, I did what I knew. And then I learned what people liked. And I started learning people's names. And you could tell me your name and I would forget it in two seconds before. But now I remember almost every person's name on every single tour because that's important to them. I can That tells them that I care about them. And I do all the tours because this is my front door. This is where you. This is where I can either have you come back as a regular, or this is where you go out the door and, and never come back. So, what I want to do is give you an experience that you're going to talk to your friends about, that you are going to want to come back to, that is is a value and you know just trying to create more community because every time it's different and i try to do special things on different tours i've had so many different guitar players that play during the tour or people just tell different stories on the tour just make it interesting for that time for those people that are there it's not scripted it's just engaging with people and and introducing people to each other and hopefully they care enough about this place to keep coming back yeah my girlfriend and i did the tour and when we were done not only had we as i said changed dramatically as human beings for the better for the better i think i think i'm almost 100 percent sure for the better but we we hung out with some of the people that we had met on the tour for the rest of that night it was really cool i think we may hang out with them again and again it's this one of the great offerings that i love about this place is that it offers community even in a place like murfreesboro which doesn't always get the coolest stuff historically 
So, but beer, we've been talking about beer and you, Kelsey said you had a passion for beer. Ashley, I would wonder if you, if you have a equal passion for beer, but I want to know what is each of your favorite beers that you make here? And then what advice would you give anybody that's new to good craft beer? You were going to start this one, Ashley. Tell them how much you love beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have always liked beer. Probably my my real passion are IPAs. I really love a good Mm. IPA. That's probably what I drink 95% of the time. But I'm really interested in, in trying new things and... I think that Murfreesboro hasn't had a lot of diversity in the, at least there's no real local, other local craft beers here in Murfreesboro. So just giving them some diversity, some education about, oh, this is what, you know, a a sour porter tastes like, or this Mm. is what an ESB tastes like, and this is what makes it, you know, an American IPA versus um, an English style IPA. And I, and and people get really excited about trying new things and it's it's just cool being in this this industry it it doesn't pay a lot but um, the people that i meet are really cool and they're kind of excited to talk to me about beer and i don't know that's really fun that's like every day of my life somebody's hey i want to talk to you about this beer that you made and so that's really cool that people are are interested in drinking it and and really equally as passionate about drinking some something that is quality versus just drinking your domestics to excess, just having variety. I don't know if I actually answered the question. No, that's, I feel like beer in 2017 is like almost like action figures for grown-ups because there's so many options. And again, what, what did you say? Domestics to excess? Yeah. That is no way to live one. It, it could be an option to live one's life. I, I don't want to make generalizations, but people can get lost, right? People can get lost in the sheer number of options and different options. So I think that's one of the reasons why each of your opinion, you, you guys are at the top of the mountain of beer. You, well, perhaps there are many mountains of beer, but I'm curious of what your favorites are and what advice you would give people that are new to craft beer. My favorite beer is the Velvet Hustle that, that we make, which is a pale ale. It's just an easy drinking beer. I like easy drinking beer, and I'll drink a sour when I want to slow down. But I think that for me, you just start you, looking yeah, at other you, beers, start start tasting things that you like, and then your palate will grow, and it'll get better, and you will hate that. I think you should definitely utilize your bartenders. You shouldn't be afraid to ask for a sample of something. If it's something that you've never had, an elderberry sour, and you're like, what the hell is an elderberry? You should try it, you know, and you might hate it, but then you have opened yourself up to to tasting it again. You know, nobody likes hops the first time they try them because they're bitter, um, they can be really in your face, and so... The more times you try them, the more times you sort of start to crave them, like mm-hmm. like olives or, or blue cheese. You know, at first you never like those things, and then you sort of develop, you know, more sophisticated palate. So I think that you should just try everything. I taste everything. I taste the yeast coming out of the tanks. I'll taste, I'll eat hot pellets, um, which are disgusting. I'll eat the grain straight from the bag. I think that you should, even if it smells horrendous, 
I would still drink it just so that I knew. And once you taste certain flavors in beer, you get much better at identifying them later, whether it's diacetyl, which is going to taste like butter, or if it's, you know, certain esters like banana or grapefruit. You know, some of them are good, some of them are bad. So just the more you taste beer, the more you get to where you can identify those flavors, which is really cool just to be able to try something and be like, oh, I taste, you know, phenols and I taste esters and I, you know, there's diacetyl and whatever. I think that's cool. Kelsey can get technical. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Actually, why don't you tell us how much you love beer? (laughs) Well, well, I have a confession. I have not, I'm not really a beer drinker, but I will say that I have been thoroughly impressed with some of the beers that Kelsey has come out with. And um, one of the things that I love about working with her is she does listen. So whether it's a small batch or a seasonal, she, even though I am not a beer drinker, she always comes to me and asks me my opinion about, hey, what do you think this next beer should be? Or she always is coming to me saying, hey, try this, try this, try this. And I actually have grown to like um, the Old Salem Kettle Sour series. Currently, right now, I am drinking the Black Cherry Sour Porter, which I think is fantastic. And I loved the Black Cherry, the Blackberry Sour that she did before the Sour Porter. So, whereas I'm not as much of a beer nerd drinker that my dad and Kelsey are, I think that she does a great job of giving you a variety of beers that even a non-beer drinker would like. So I feel like while I'm bartending, I, um, I can kind of relate to those people and be like, hey, I don't, I'm not, I don't really drink beer either, but this is a beer that I like, so you probably will like it too. And almost always they're like, yeah, I really like that. So I guess that, that's where I'm at. So I appreciate the fact that she, she does make a variety even for people that don't like beer. And I would imagine having all of those types of levels of beer love are useful, again, like you say, because you've got, you can go as super technical with uh, phenols and dye... Correct. Uh, and, but then some folks are, are extremely new and that's helpful because you're kind of where they are, maybe a few steps on the rungs up on the ladder. But I'm curious because anytime you create something like this, especially for a city like Murfreesboro, I came to Murfreesboro in 2005 for college. There are stores that used to be forests here. It's gone through a lot of changes. And when you build something like this, you offer an identity, like you said, to the people that live here. You offer something that's unique to them. But have you guys always been Murfreesboro-based? My first job, or one of my first jobs, was at Captain D's in Murfreesboro. And that was 1984. 1984 actually 1983 I lived in off of Northfield Boulevard and I went to McDonald's at Hickory Hollow every single day well five days a week got there at 5 30 in the morning scrubbed the bathrooms and the dining room floor every day I'm still cleaning the bathrooms and scrubbing the floors now full circle right so uh, I got a job at Captain D's over here in Murfreesboro. It was the busiest Captain D's of all time, I thought. I had worked at other Captain D's, 
they weren't anything compared to Murfreesboro Cavities. And I said to myself at that time in 1984, if I ever open a brick and mortar business, I'm going to do it in Murfreesboro. And I've never, I never lost that because we always were busy. Different than Nashville, where it's it's so segmented that mm. that it's not one central place. It's but here, I thought in Murfreesboro. There's one brewery. There's one place to go. Everybody should go there. Murfreesboro is about the same size as Asheville, North Carolina. It may be a little bit bigger, and Asheville, North Carolina probably has 10 breweries. Yeah, or, or 14. I love Asheville, North Carolina, by the way. Way more than 10. <laughs> you throw a rock and you hit four with one rock. Exactly. So I thought, you know, it would be good. But it's a different culture here, and we're – and that's cool. We uh, – we, we bloom where we're planted, Aaron. And Wisdom. we planted here, damn it. <laughs> write, write that down, everybody. Well, we are really proud of that we have a, a historic building in Murfreesboro. Um, we have our really old, used to be an old silk mill here in Murfreesboro. And we have a lot of local art here. We have a lot of local musicians here. And so we are actually local people that hang out here, whereas in Nashville, everybody that you meet is from somewhere else, which is cool. You know, we love people moving to Nashville and growing, growing our cities. And but here in Murfreesboro, like these people are Murfreesboro. So this is a, a cultural place. It's not something that it's not something that's just trendy for tourists or something like that. Like, oh, these people are, are you know. Which is different. They're your neighbors. <laughs> That's who they are, Aaron. I, I like that you continue to, to use my name. Would you say that for the most part, it is people from Murfreesboro that are your customers here? We have some tourists that come in for sure, but um, we have regulars that come in almost every night or every week or once a month or when it gets warm outside, you'll see different people. It's... It's a, it's a community place. It's, it's where everybody comes, whether they're a doctor or a ditch digger. They come to Mayday for live music, a good time, and good beer, and good people. And nobody knows who's the ditch digger and who's the, uh, who's the doctor. You know, that's one thing that I love about us. Not, not bragging on us or anything, but I feel like we... Brag on us, brag on us, <laughs> brag on us. I feel like we are very... I mean, we like... Like my dad said, we love the people. And if you come and sit at our bar, by the end of the night, we're most likely going to know your name. So that's that's kind of what I, I love about my job. And I love, I, I just try and make sure that the new people that come and sit at our bar know the people that are at our bar every night because, because that's important to us. And that's an important, that would be important to me if I was going to walk into a brewery or a bar by myself, you know, not knowing anybody. So I really like, really like where that, where we are at with that. That is one of my, that's usually, that is one of my goals when I work is to try and make sure that everybody knows everybody at the bar. And then I introduce myself to everybody as well. And again, you can tell, you can tell. I have been here several times before 
before I ever met y'all, or, or I'm, perhaps I met y'all, but I, I, we, it was probably about a month ago that we started talking about doing this podcast. And since making that connection, I really did hear the Cheers theme song in my head when I came back the second time after the tour because I was like, whoa, they do know my name here. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your I mean, Perhaps not everybody knows my name, but I can see how if you were to keep visiting, then, then they would. It would be a community, a self-created community. In life, so, so many times our communities are built from association. The people that we go to school with, the people we're in class with, the people we work with. But that's what's cool. You guys are creating the ability for all kinds of different people to be in community together. Yeah, it's kind of surprising sometimes the number of people that have come to me and said, hey, I, this guy outside that I used to go to high school with 30 years ago and his wife are here, and so we've reconnected. And you, sometimes you see old friends here as well as what Ashley was saying, like meeting new friends. So that's cool. That's cool to be a place where like people come to reunite with each other and they don't even know, like you never know who you're going to see at May Day. And if you're from Murfreesboro, then it might be somebody that you know, because you know, this is, it's still a small town, even though there's a lot of people here now there, it's still people know each other. So, or, you know, somebody that knows somebody sort of thing. When you embark on something like this and you create it and then, you know, you, you, are working together as a team, as a family, it, it teaches you lessons inevitably. And it, again, you, all of you have goals for this place when you go in. And there are a lot of goals of service, it sounds like. But I'm curious, having done this and having ran this empire together, what are lessons that you may have learned doing this that applied not just to this brewery, that follow you to other areas in your life? Well, I know what I get, what, what Ashley and, and dad get on to me the most about is communication and communicating plans or, or feelings about things. And so I, I, that is my new year's resolution. I'm trying to be a better communicator. And I think that that goes, I think we all could be better communicators in our relationships at home or at work or, you know, just in everyday life. Just letting people know what you think and how you feel, I think, can do a lot of things um, in your favor in the, in the long run. I've had to change, I think, because of survival. I think that the name recognition or name remembering thing, I just got that started. And I think that makes me better that I can identify people, call them by name when they come in or when I'm on a tour, I can name 30 people's names and I can pick people out. I can, but what I'm trying to do is, is let you know that I care and what I, and in the four years of doing this, I know that if people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. You got to care about people for them to come back. It's got to be like family and it's got to be some, uh, the vibe has to be good. People always say the vibe here is so cool. I don't know about the vibe here. I just try to, I think that is the fee. That is what we try to, uh, that we care. That's the vibe that I want to do that, that, you know, I don't know what you're going through. We'll drink a beer. I can't do anything for you probably, but Hey, I'll listen and we'll drink a beer and I can tell you my problems too, for sure. 
Give me five minutes. I will do it. I promise. But there's a lot of things like we have these dress up parties and there's no, you know, I will get as crazy as we can get with those so that it it gets people's attention so that we can uh, so that we can have more business in here. More people coming in the the crazier that I can be. I'll do it because I want to succeed. I want this place to be big and at the same time um, love the people at the same time, for sure. Get crazy and don't let them judge you. Or if they do, it's cool, but don't judge them for sure no matter what. Now, I fail on many occasions. And I apologize to all of you who I have failed. You know, I, I think that it's kind of ironic. I don't know, hopefully he won't get upset about me saying this, but as a child, like, I just don't really remember my dad having that many friends and that many friends that he would hang out with on like a regular basis, just like guy friends that, you know, they go and play tennis or golf or or um, go to the bar or something together. together. And uh, now it just seems like you know, with the brewery, it's kind of facilitated us getting to know a lot of people. And he has so many real friends that I always like to, anytime I post something on Facebook, I'm like, oh, if I get dad in this picture or if I tag him in this picture, I'll get over a hundred likes in the first two hours. And (laughs) sometimes that's important, you know, you really want people to see your stuff. So I just tag him in it. It's just really crazy how this place has facilitated so many connections and I'm not saying that he's like a different person now than he used to be but the number of people that we're able to reach just with our our message of community and friendship this is a it's just we've been able to touch so many people being here at Mayday in Murfreesboro Tennessee Ashley, I want to hear you say something. Yeah, are there any lessons or any takeaways from doing this that have, have kind of applied to your whole life as well? I'm trying to think. I was, uh, I was just looking at that. I don't know. I mean, I think for me, you talk to people and you're friendly with people that come from all walks of life, whether they're homeless, because we've had several homeless people come in here, mm-hmm. to people like doctors and lawyers and people that make a lot more money than I do. And so I think for me, just getting to know those people and not judging them, like not judging a book by the, by its cover, I guess that's really my biggest thing is I'm like, well, I don't know this person. I mean, this person's dressed just like this person or, you know, and they come from two totally different places in their life. So I think that's, that's the main thing for me. And um, also, being organized. I feel like here, like I've learned some real organizational skills, even though I already had them because I'm a mom. So I feel like I have to be organized, but in a different way. So it's helped me with my home life as far as like being organized and stuff. Yeah. And again, we've mentioned it many a time in this conversation, but this sense of unity, this sense of equality amongst anybody that walks through these doors and kind of an identity, your, your identity is, is in some ways left at home because the identity is, is, is that a friendship and whoever you're hanging out with at that time. And to the point of, of your journey in doing these tours, part of what I think makes it kind of fascinating, this is Kelsey kind of touching on what you were saying, is the vulnerability 
of the tour. There, there is a vast amount of vulnerability offered to be able to do that. To again, we're gonna we're gonna keep teasing out these tours and let folks find out for themselves. But it's it's quite an interesting and powerful experience. And one of the things we've been talking about a lot is again offerings for people who come here and i know that you guys hold a lot of events we've kind of mentioned that so what are some of the events that are available here for folks to check out i think that vulnerable that's a good that's a good word i mean i felt really vulnerable on valentine's day (laughs) dressing as cupid and doing a tour is uh is very very it's about as vulnerable as you can get (laughs) at mayday (laughs) yeah the the mythological visions of cupid i think we all have that wiring we all we all kind of know that framework so you heard it here folks if valentine's day 2018 you know maybe we'll see but what what are some of the events that you routinely have or coming up that kind of thing we we have a schedule every week. Wednesday every week is two for one. Thursday is small batch release. It is small batch release as well as either open mic or open jam. Open mic is just come in, bring your guitar and play what you've been working on on the first and third Thursdays of the month, the second and fourth Thursdays are open jam. It's old time jam, string music. Just sit around in a circle and play, play some pre World War II jams. That we have three guys that run that that are ridiculously good, and it is something to see for sure every week or every other week. Thursday, Friday, we have live music at six o'clock. Usually, it's a acoustic singer songwriter. Saturday, we have yoga at one o'clock. With we have live music with our yoga here at Mayday right now. One one o'clock uh, yoga, and that's ten dollars, and you get a beer and an hour of yoga. Three, four, and five are our tours. Three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock tours. Six o'clock live music on Saturday and Sunday. Five to seven live trivia. We also are talking about brunch on Sunday once a month. We're talking about opening later during the summer. We're talking about a dart tournament. We have giant Jenga, and we're looking at giant Connect Four. We're trying to get mm. that done. So we we have a lot of stuff. I've, there's a long list of stuff for me to do, and I have a full time job, which we haven't mentioned. So the girls oh, are wow. are here a lot during the day. I am not here a lot. I'm I work in Nashville and fight I twenty four traffic every day, and it sucks. <laughs> We'll have events every month. If you check us out on Facebook, on our website, MaydayBrewery.com, MaydayBrewery on Facebook, MaydayBrewery on Twitter, all the Instagram, Snapchat, it's all out there. I just wanted to say if there's one event that you cannot miss this year, it is Hot Chicken and Jorts. It's in August. I think it's the 25th. It's a Saturday. I would agree with that. Hot Chicken and Jorts is the best time, and it goes to a good cause. The uh, Oasis Center in Nashville dress up like uh, a redneck and uh, come out and have a good time. It's so much fun, and you get to eat lots of good chicken from Hattie B's. I'm sorry, it's the 26th. I was corrected. The 26th of August is Hot Chicken and Jorts. It is Saturday. It Saturday. is hot. It's going to be hot. You're going to be sweating from chicken and from beer, and from being with so many fun people, 
and from rock and roll bands sweating out the rock and roll it is awesome that is the best party in murfreesboro of the year i think i think i would give the award to that to us there's a ruthie's for that <laughs> get your vote in now <laughs> you heard it here first folks one of the last questions i like to ask is what advice if you could look back from where you're sitting right now and you could imagine the 18 year old version of yourself which depends on where you're standing. That could be earlier or later. But what, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? <laughs> hmm. I, I was thinking about making this other point, and then you kind of changed the question on me. So my 18-year-old self, I would... Yeah, dog Aaron. That's right, Kelsey. Hey, it's all your fault, man. <laughs> yeah, Shazam, 180-degree turns on I this. Was, I was going to say, the most important thing is to have nice toilet paper in the women's room. I think that is the most important thing to business here in Murfreesboro, because people appreciate that. I 100% appreciate that. <laughs> Advice to your 18-year-old self, don't take the good toilet paper for granted. <laughs> appreciate good toilet paper. There's, there's Kelsey's submission there. My advice to my 18-year-old self. My advice to my 18-year-old self would be to get, come out of your shell and meet some people, man. They're not all bad. They're, people are good. Just if you look for good people, you'll find good people. Mm -hmm. if, if you think people suck, guess what? They're going to suck because you're going to look for what sucks. Look for good. That's the L in love, Aaron, is look for good. I think I would have I told myself that... It's not that important to know everything about everything. Sometimes it is enough to be really good at one thing. So if you can find one thing that you really love and you're really passionate about, then you should just go for that. And then everything else, you're gonna find people in your life that will be good at that thing. And so you don't have to be good at everything because you, know, you have your place and everybody has their place. So you just find the right group that complements you. And it's a lot less work that way, and it's a lot more fun and rewarding, and you'll end up being better at what you actually love than if you tried to be good at everything. I think for me, you can never have too many friends, and whether they're 21, because that's the legal drinking age since that's who comes in here, or 80, you can just, you just never can have too many friends. And I think, you know, I've, I've always had a lot of friends, but I think that um, back as my 18 year old self, I wouldn't have been friends with all the people that I am friends with now. So um, I have really expanded my, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I've just expanded circle. my friendship circle. Um, yeah, so I guess that's what I would tell my 18 year old self. Just looking for, like, real qualities in people. Yes, for sure. For sure. And that's one of the huge benefits. Did you have something else there? Mm -mm. One of the huge benefits for me doing this project right here is that I would never have sat down and had a 41-minute conversation with y'all probably otherwise. That would have been tricky. Like, 
but this is what's part of the beauty of this. And I really love what y'all are doing here. You've already plugged kind of your different social media folks. It's really easy. It's Mayday Brewery. They have a good YouTube page too, by the way. They have a lot of videos. But I think before we cut out, we should definitely offer what are the beers that you have available. So do you guys want to each take a turn saying one of the beers? I'm an ex-kindergarten teacher, so I like games. <laughs> well, our, our most popular beer that you're going to see in the market is the Burrow Blonde. Um, it's a light blonde ale. It's really easy to drink. You can find it here in town. I know they have it at Wall Street. They have it. There's a lot of other bars. <laughs> Chili's. Chili's. So that, that would be the first beer that you're going to see most often. Yeah, of course, Sam's has all of our beers. Just name some beers. Velvet yeah. Hustle. Yeah, just let's get the full. Velvet yeah. Hustle, Evil Octopus, which is a tattoo on my back that I only show on the tours. The, the Inner Sanctum IPA, the Angry Redhead. Um, Another thing that we have is food at the brewery. Don't oh, forget yeah. about the food. The food truck is ridiculous. It, it, we're trying. We're going to get it painted hopefully this year. It's not our food truck, but we treat them like ours because we love them. But they have the most awesome food on the planet. I think a good place to close out is, does anybody have any final, final words for folks who may want to check out Mayday Brewery? What the hell are you waiting on? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I'm out of beer. This interview should end soon. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, thank you for listening. Please check out Mayday Brewery, maydaybrewery.com. Y'all take care. Thanks so much for listening. In addition to their normal schedule, Mayday Brewery has lots of special events coming up in April including on Saturday, April 15th from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., the WMTS Vinyl Fair, which features lots of vendors and vinyl. April 21st, the Burrow Fondo will be held at Mayday Brewery. And Burrow Fondo is a bicycle arts and music festival held in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, that runs from Thursday, April 20th to Saturday, April 22nd. And finally, on Monday, May 1st, from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., is Celebrating May Day, a special event that features live music, special small batch beers, and $2 off pints, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. If you enjoyed episode one, the easiest way to support this project is to go to iTunes, subscribe, and download all the current episodes. Episode zero, episode one, and episode two. Episode two is available right now. It is an excellent conversation with local artist Carol Burning. So if you'd like to check that out, it's available now. And then next Tuesday will be the next episode of Epic Ordinary Lives. Have a great day.